0: This is Nursing in America. Each week we speak with incredible nurses who have taken the leap to start a new life in the United States. If you're thinking about doing the same, then this is the place you'll find all the insider knowledge and inspirational success stories to realize your own American dream. This is the second part of a two-part episode, so make sure you go back and listen to part one first.
1: Hugo, Danny was talking about the process of getting pre-approved and before they can put an offer down on the home. Explain to us how this pre-approval process works, what you recommend, perhaps some documents that are needed. Fill us in.
2: Great. Um, first of all, Danny uh, touched bases really, really well and how important it is to get approved or pre-approved before you go out there and shopping. And one of the things I seen Seen people get they're heartbroken before for that specific reason because they don't think that they just think that they're gonna start looking for homes and they find a home that they really really like, and they think they're not approved. And um, yeah, sometimes the speed and then they find out things along the process that they were missing. So something that's very very important is one is you do want to have your docs in order, and this is how we start. The first thing it starts with an application. You want to put an application file, that way we can pull your credit. We can see the credit and we can see in details. And a lot of times there's surprises there that buyers have no idea what is in their credit. You know, sometimes they think they have great credit and they think they forgot about turning or paying a credit card or something. And they think they have a collection that they didn't even know they had there. So it's really, really important to have the initial scope and visualization of what's in the credit report. Then after you have the credit report, the most important, you know, you gotta show income. So income is a very, very important variable because from there, they're gonna be able to determine what is called your debt to income ratio, okay? Debt to income ratio, it's just a very simple formula. And in this case, you know, uh, people coming, you know, as nurses, they're gonna have likely a salary income. So salary income is, uh, you know, you're gonna have your total amount of debt, monthly debt obligations, Divide by your total monthly income. That's how you calculate your ratios. And usually those ratios, you want to keep them below the 50% threshold. I mean, there's different programs like uh, government programs like FHA and uh, some of them VA, but we're not going to touch much in details. FHA, yes. You could go sometimes higher and that will be, you know, depend on the lender. But just to keep it very, very simple, I'm just going to touch in base in conventional loans. And uh, conventional loans, they'll give you up to, you know, Anywhere 48 to 50 percent. And this is gonna be uh what is called desktop underwriter. It's gonna determine the initial potential approval. So likely you want to come as eligible. And uh, so for your income, in this case, you will need uh 30-day pay stubs, and uh you will need a form that's called W-2. So W2 is for the last two years. you want to have two-year work history for to be able to proof show your income. Also, not always is the case, but the lender might request your tax returns. So, having two years of tax returns or sometimes one. So, again, this is going to be determined case by case once the application is submitted and the credits actually pulled. Now, so that will be the initial part. So, it will be your income. So, income will be 30 day pay stubs, sometimes last pay stub of the previous years so if you receive bonus income or commissions or anything along those uh you know along the line when it's not always consistent with your salary and then uh once you have your you know your income documents you want to provide what is called assets assets is money in the bank okay uh there's you know there's a lot of other programs new there's programs out there that they can actually help you with your down payment and your closing costs but in this case your assets you want to show 60 days or two months of bank statements okay these bank statements could be also your retirement assets and we, you know, retirement assets could be determined a 401k, IRA. Those are different investment vehicles that likely your employer will provide in many cases. So you want to show that you have, you know, that you have money in the bank that you'll be able to put for your down payment and your closing costs, also for potential obligations, and potential reserves as well. So again, this will be determined and it will be case by case once you submit your application. Also, each state is, you know, they have different requirements depends of, uh, you know, the the loan limits that you're purchasing. And uh, in the conventional, you know, it could be to not reserve to sometimes they require for two months reserve. So I'll give a quick example on this. Uh, let's say that your monthly payment is $3,000 and this includes what is called principal, the interest, taxes, and insurance. So if you have $3,000 and they're asking you to have two months reserves, in this case, we'd like to see, you know, the bank would like to see after paying your closing costs, your down payment, you have $6,000 in the bank to be able to cover that requirement. Uh, so, yeah, so these are the initial um, the initial documentation that is required. And, um, and then, yeah, and then the lender asks once the application is submitted, so We'll start digging the under in this case the underwriter that's the one that ultimately will make the decision whether this person can uh, be approved or not we'll send a will send a list of, of updated documentation that's needed in order to uh, to do the pre-approval. If uh, this pre-approval is what is called underwritten approval which is exactly what you want you want to have an approval letter. There's other options that you can get a prequel letter, and a prequel letter is going to be based in 100% the information that you submitted into the application in contrast with your credit report. So, depends of, uh, you know, you can get what is called that prequel or a DU letter. You know, some uh, sometimes that can help you to get into the door when you put an offer, but ideally you do want to get approved. And the reason again is because when you go out there, you want to be ready. You might Find this home that you have no idea you're gonna find the next thing you fall in love with it, you're like, I really want to put an offer as soon as possible. So, yeah, so that's very, very important.
1: You were talking about you know having money to put down as a down payment. Lena, how did you and your family save for this down payment? You've obviously thought about this ahead of time.
3: Right. So we, we were not knowing actually about uh, these credit scores and all because that was a new term whosoever is migrating from other places like Middle East, like we were in Middle East. So we opened bank accounts and we got the credit cards and uh, our friends told that now you have to add up the credit points. So we said, what is that credit points? So they said, yeah, you have to pay the dues in time, whatever you are purchasing for, and thus you you will be adding up your credit points. So yeah, so like that, we added up the credit points, and after one year, I think um, they said that it should be like around 700 or 720 above that is considered as a good credit point. So we started looking each month at how much is our credit points. So, that, so then somebody told us, no, you should not see each month because uh, if you see each, each month, then the credit points will go down. I said, these all things are new for us. Anyway, uh, I think it was about 700, the credit points. And uh, then we started, uh, like, every month we will our down payment we saved some money and uh like that after one year we started looking for a house although we couldn't afford because uh it was told us that 20 percent we have to uh we had to put as down payment but later on we came to know that it's not necessary that we have we have to put 20 percent we can put five percent and also we can own the home like Although uh, if we are not putting 20%, there, there is some insurance like mortgage insurance we have to pay additional, but with 5% also we can on the we can go forward for owning the home. So like that, um, we did it. And um, by uh, by depositing 5%, we, we, um, I mean, we started, we, we went forward for buying the home. Um that's yeah. <laughs> that's how we acquired, yeah. That's our story. Yeah, that's so
1: exciting. That is the American dream right there. I want to go to Judy now. When you put the offer down on your home, what was that like for you?
4: Um, it's, it's quite funny, Lucy, because when we went to the bank to get a pre-approved, I just realized that I didn't have any credit score. It's only my husband because I'm only just the extension of his credit cards. <laughs> so this is the only time I realized, oh, I really need to build my credit as well. Even we're, you know, we're a couple. Then um, when we got our uh, pre-approval, because there's a certain amount the bank can give you. I mean, the loan officer will give you. So this to start when we look for a house within that budget, within that amount. And um, the feeling is mixed Like you're nervous, you're excited, uh, excited to see different houses. Um, but then when it comes to the down payment and uh, uh, the closing fee, just like what Lena said, um, we prepared for it. Uh, we see to it that we have enough uh, uh, you know, fund in our bank uh, to pay the down payment. And as he, as she said earlier, you don't have to have twenty percent of down payment. Because I was thinking, if we're gonna, you know, um, uh, save twenty percent of that amount, it took us a lot of years, <laughs> and it's impossible for us to get a house as early as now. So uh, we only um, got a three point five percent down payment, and we also. Um, uh, we also pay for our closing fee. So uh, we situate that we have enough budget for that. And when we close our house, it's like all those sleepless nights looking for and searching for a house is over. We finally get the, the perfect place for us. And also another thing is that try to talk to people but also be through to that experience. I mean, we visited a lot of Filipino families here who also bought their house three years ago, five years ago, and we got a very good advice from them. You gotta get wisdom from these people. So I'm very thankful as well for their advices, for the information they have given us. And also we're very lucky to have a very nice realtor that we met through the process. And uh, yeah, he helped us a lot to get our first home here in the US.
1: The realtors, the mortgage lenders, the family support, the community support—all yes. of it goes into buying a home. I want to get back to Danny here.
5: Yeah, we've we've uh, we've met, we've gotten pre-approved, we've spoken to someone like Hugo to give us the price range, uh, like Lena and Judy spoke about, and we've gone to search for homes. And now we found a home we love. We're going to make an offer. Now, the contract of making an offer, it's called purchase agreement, is it spells out the whole process in terms of what needs to happen in the time that you're from when you made the offer to when you close. That time period is called escrow. Now, escrow is there's an escrow company that is a third party company. That makes sure the seller and the buyer are both accomplishing what needs to be accomplished throughout this process. So they're third party. Now, what happens is once we get an offer accepted, which is awesome, we have three days to put in a deposit. A deposit is a small amount, a percent, you know, very small percentage of the overall price that is just held in escrow to hold the home for you until you close. That money goes towards your down payment. The three and a half or five percent that Judy and Lena were speaking about, and it's held there. Now, the thing is, we have three what are called contingencies in this process, those are protections for you as the buyer to make sure the home is right. So, the first one is called an inspection contingency during that time period, which can be anywhere from a week to seven to two weeks, 17 days for us to do any kind of inspection we would like about the home. Typically you get a general inspector that will look top to bottom. Everything about the home will, some of the most important parts are, is the roof good? Is the foundation of the house good? And is the electrical and plumbing system good? That way you get to make sure everything is as it should be in that process. Now, once we have that information, we can either say okay it's great let's move forward or we can say there are some issues that we would like the seller to fix before we close on that loan now at that point it could be another negotiation or they might give you some money towards the purchase so that you can make those repairs once the home is yours so that's the first thing so once we clear that you know hurdle or step the next part would be actually uh, do the appraisal. So the bank as Hugo say, the bank wants to make sure the home is worth what you're paying for it. because if the home is worth less than that, that is their collateral their what they have at stake if the loan is not paid for, right? So they want to make sure the home is worth what you're paying for it, and it's a protection for you to make sure you're not overpaying for the loan. So once the appraisal is in and they say, yes, the home is worth that much, we get to the last step, which is the point where the loan actually gets fully approved and sent in. At that point, we release all our contingencies protections because we're confident that we're moving forward to close the home. And that's the fun part. You start ordering, I don't know, furniture or whatever you want, registering for schools. And anything else that will happen in that area. But then at that point, uh, five days before we close, if there were supposed to be any repairs, you get to make sure that that was all completed. And then uh, a few days later, I'll uh, show up with your keys and uh, help you uh, with anything else you need moving in and going forward. Now, I wanted to make sure that we talked about something. Lena and Judy were both talking about the process of, of buying that home. Here's the thing. The first home you buy is the hardest because you need to save up that money and build up your credit. However, in the future, you will be able to use the home that you originally bought and the money that you built up in that home to buy usually a bigger, nicer home in the future because the first one is the hardest. You need to save up that money in your bank, but as you pay your monthly payments for your home. That money builds up in what's called the equity of your home, right? And you get to now use that money. You don't have to save it up in the bank every month. You're already paying it into your
0: bank, your home.
1: That's an amazing piece of advice. And it's really interesting how the whole process works.
0: We'll be back with the conversation in just a second. There's a wonderful opportunity for you. Kinetics USA is currently recruiting registered nurses from all over the world to work in healthcare facilities here in the USA. If you are interested, please apply at kineticsusa.com application. That's kineticsusa.com forward slash application. On with the show.
1: I'll say that my family is Brazilian and in Brazil, we love to negotiate. It's like the thing. And I know that that's something all over the world that everybody likes to go back and forth even in the markets to try to negotiate pricing hugo do you see that a lot from your end from the lender's perspective Of you know what that's like when everybody's going back and forth
2: uh yeah no and that's uh that's a great uh, observation and question as well uh yes we do see a lot of times you know the and this is our recommendation. We always recommend people to get approved for a higher amount of, you know, to get approved for the highest amount they would consider it even going, especially, you know, the reason I'm going to explain is, uh, and, and we're not seeing it as much anymore because the market has significantly shifted from what it was a year to two years ago, even eight months ago, where it seems that the market was considered more into like a seller's market, where the seller's there were more people buying homes than actually selling homes. So then that created a really, really big demand for people out there. And that pushed prices significantly higher in a lot of places. So what would happen is in doing the negotiation, uh, you know, a home might have three, four, five different offers and the seller agents will, you know, and the seller will counter and be saying like something like, hey, you know, best offer out there, um, you know, submit your best offer. And this is not necessarily submit with the highest value that you're considering buying the home, but obviously that helps. There's other conditions, as Danny mentioned, what you call consider contingencies. and contingencies are your you know your lines of defense if you want to pull out of the transaction. So there's the appraisal contingency, which is whether the value of the property hit and you know and in this case, if you're satisfied after you get the report from the property. And the other one is the loan contingency. There's also inspection contingency. But here, shorten the timelines of those contingencies, or sometimes even remove it, which I don't, I'm not gonna, you know, I can't tell you whether it's a good thing or it's a bad thing. This is something conversation that, you know, anybody potentially looking to purchase a home should have with a realtor, in this case, somebody like Danny, that should be able to uh, advise a lot better whether, you know, Basically, whether the conditions of the property are as good as they would like to be, and uh, other variables, as like, you know, if they really, really want the home and they have all the dogs in a row, it might make sense. Uh, but, you know, by removing these contingencies, that gives the seller uh, a much more sense of trust that these transaction and the buyer really, really wants this home. So, in that case, that could actually look better than somebody that raises their purchase price. Uh, their, you know, their offer, because uh, in this case it seems like it's going to be a more secure transaction. It will have a lot easier times to close. Which sometimes closing time, uh, you know, traditionally here in the U.S. is mostly 30 to 45 days. That's mostly an average. But somebody that shortens down the transaction, then that could also offer uh, much more strength in that specific offer. So when you're talking about negotiation that comes into play so yes there's a lot of times where negotiation is very very important and having a strategy is absolutely a must and um, that's something that you know danny can also talk more about uh you know about the t- type of uh how the offer can look stronger on the you know when negotiating in the portion of uh you know of uh putting an offer so
1: yeah, those those thirty to forty five days there seem like that's probably maybe the most fun parts. There's you guys were talking about all these these check boxes that need to happen uh, before the family can actually close on the house. You talked about the inspection. I will say that that is such an important piece because if you find something wrong, then the owner of the home will pay to have it fixed depending on what it is. And that's a very, very important piece to that puzzle to make sure that you're getting the best value. Lena, what was your experience like during that escrow period, during those 30 days, 45 days?
3: Frankly speaking, like those days were like days of tension, worries, stress and all, because this is the first time for you. Uh, you are in a new place where most of the terms are new for you. Like what you said, escrow, the assessment, the inspection. You know, as a nurse, I know how to assess a patient, but what is this assessment of a house? <laughs> 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 what is, what is, we never come across those things in our <laughs> things like. uh Then uh, I, I, I used to ask my husband, what is what is what do you mean by this? he's also like, he said, I also don't know, I am also like you <laughs> in this place. So for everything, we used to approach our realtors, our friends, our community members, and they used to explain us. So every time when we used to call them, we used to say, I'm sorry, I have one more doubt, like, what is this? <laughs> so yeah, so things with some, some of the terms we had to know about before, I think, buying a house, like these are the terms which are new for us and we should uh, come across like uh, we should know about these things like what is escrow, what is inspection, what is assessment and how to improve our credit scores. These are very important before you buy a home like we should we should know about these things. So uh, when our court was accepted, uh, we gave uh, the the next thing was about the loan, whether the lawn will be like approved or not. So our realtor gave us a few choices for the lawn company. And um, I think for the insurance also, uh, they have few choices. So when the lawn was approved, then was, uh, thankfully, yeah, it was approved. It was approved, I can say, because there are instances for some people where the lawn itself is not approved and uh, they have to, you know, they have to leave the plan in between. So after that, the uh, the thing was for the insurance. So what all, thing, what all insurances we have to take? Because uh, as we have uh, the down payment, we have put only 5%. So uh, the insurance is like they say about mortgage insurance. Also, we have to take. We were not knowing about these things. So mortgage insur- insurance and top of that mortgage insurance. Okay. And uh, after that, um, the escrow. So escrow is something like a deal uh, which is managed, like the property taxes, the insurance premiums, and all for a legal agreement, it seems. Before buying a home itself, we have to know that there are some additional costs also, which are included, like the taxes in some community, the, the community development prices, like CDD, then the HOA, then the utilities, the the electricity bill. Those things also we have to consider while buying a house. So it's not the only the mortgage. Uh, I mean, mortgage payment we have to do, but also these additional cost also we have to keep in mind. So we have to invest some money. I mean, we have to keep apart some money for these things also before. I mean, uh, starting our program like we, before we start of uh, planning of uh, planning the how. So these are things actually these are new as um, Danny said about a for a, for a person who buys a home initially these all things are new. it's a it's a, a stress for that person. not only for that person, the whole family it's a stressful period on that 30 to 45 days but yeah thankfully by God's grace we come across that period and now when we see that we are the homeowners of this beautiful house we thank God and for all those who supported us for this like gave us advices and their guidance really that that makes a difference you know
1: It's like you said, Lena, it can be a stressful time be filled with emotions. You're happy, you're nervous, you don't know what to expect. But then that that day comes when your realtor, like Danny said, shows up at your door and has the key to the house. And hey, this is yours. Judy, what did that feel like?
4: Oh, we're so happy. I mean, it's it's a fulfillment for the whole family. I mean, we first got our home way in the Philippines, uh, but here in the US, to have a house in the US, I felt like we started our American dream, and that is what we wanted uh, to have a roof over our head. I mean, and you know, the good thing about getting a home, uh, comparing to renting an apartment, we only have like, we only add a hundred every month from our apartment (laughs) payment to our mortgage payment. So compared to our apartment and to our mortgage, I only added like 100 to $200 a month. Can you imagine? And apartment, you cannot. it, it, become, it, it will not become yours. I mean, compared to a house, it's a kind of fulfillment for the whole family. So of, we yeah. never regret to, to buy a home.
1: A lot of people will see that, that having an apartment is just going like this with your money whenever you can, you know, save the save up, get the credit and then actually buy a home. And now you're paying towards something for yourself and gaining that equity like Danny and Hugo were talking about that equity, meaning that your the value of your home, the price of your home goes up what you can sell your home for in the future. Also increases I want to get just a few last words from everybody here Danny if you could give one piece of advice to any immigrant family who here in the United States looking for their American dream looking for a home what piece of advice can you give them
5: Uh, I'll give them a couple pieces of advice make sure you speak to someone who will explain the whole process in detail so that way, you don't have the anxiety. Also, relax, take your time, don't feel under pressure to do it before you're ready. However, as Judy said, every month you're always paying someone's mortgage. The question is are you pay- paying the mortgage of your landlord who you're paying rent to, or are you paying your own? So, the sooner you can do it comfortably, you should, but take your time, don't feel pressured, make sure you know what's going into it, you've done your research, and you have someone really good advising you through
2: the process.
1: Thank you, Danny. What about you, Hugo? Last advice to any immigrant family looking for a home here?
2: Okay, yeah, and as Danny mentioned, uh, you want to be, you know, you want to be calm, okay? Be calm, speak with professionals, okay? Each state is different as well, so it's really, really important that uh, you speak with you know, in this case, mortgage professionals and realtor professionals that they can actually explain the, you know, the different ways of how the process will go in your state. So that's important. Also, there's a lot of tax benefits that we didn't really touch basis. I'm not a tax professional myself, but there's also a lot of benefits that you can look into that could benefit you when you purchase a home. So as Danny said, is that are you paying somebody else's mortgage or you're going to be paying your own mortgage and you're going to be able to build your own equity? So those are, those are a couple things. The other thing too is, and a lot of people, the moment they realize that they have credit and they can buy things, if you're really considering buying a home, try to minimize those purchases, at least until you purchase your home, okay? And the reason why is because, you know, if you buy a car before you buy a home, that can significantly deplete you for the potential to be able to qualify for the purchase price that you're trying to go for. So sometimes waiting on that really nice car that you want to buy, it's, uh, it's more important to just wait until after you actually purchase your home, okay? So that's something very, very important to remember. The other thing too is keep your credit intact. Like monitor your credit very, very often. Make sure that there's no accounts lingering around because that's really, it's something that they're gonna be looking at and sometimes takes years to potentially even fix your credit. So that's really, really important. The other thing too is saving money. You don't need a tons of money there's even programs right now into up to even loan amounts of 726,200 that you can come up with 3% down. Okay. 3% down. And uh, yeah, a lot of people don't really know that, but with very, very little money, you could actually buy a home. And also there's all their state programs and also federal programs that can potentially help you with a down payment and the closing cost, which ideally I want to say a closing cost you know, anywhere between one to 2% of the loan amount. is kind of like a way to estimate. But those are numbers that they're important for people to try to look and save some money. And other than that, have fun, really have fun because this is the only time that you will be able to actually go out there and buy the home of your dreams. So with that, say thank you for having me here and uh, good luck out there, everybody.
1: Have fun, absolutely. Lena. really quick, what is your final piece of advice to anybody looking for a home?
3: yeah um uh, that as early i said like before buying a home we should know certain things certain things like we should keep some money that's that's for sure and we should know the additional cost also the cost of the the taxes which we have to pay additional the daily co- i mean sorry not the daily the monthly cost of the mortgage Plus the additional cost; those things we have to keep in mind. And next thing, what uh, the advice which I want to give is, you while uh, you have some needs, so put forward the needs to your realtor. Like what if for me, like the priority was my children; our children were like in the high school, so uh, should be a good school. Should uh, the we focus more on a good graded school? Then um, the commute from ho- house to hospital, the distance, then the uh, proximity to the uh, necessary like necessities, like what we uh, for the grocery, the the uh, what the supermarket and all. So those few things we, we have to keep in mind while buying a good, like the, the uh, buying a good. Home, like the community should be, we should check the community before that. And then we should keep the money. We should uh, take care of the additional cost. And if we, uh, like if we are prepared for all these things then I think it's not a big deal. Though for the, for, the, for the first time, it is stressful. I won't say that it's not stressful. It is stressful, but you can go through it. If you are prepared. Before, like beforehand, that's that's the only thing. It's stressful and happy and such amazing. House is yours, of course. Yeah, you will be. You will be happy. You will thank God.
1: (laughs) Just dance in an empty living room. It's up to you. Tear down a wall. Doesn't matter. It's yours. (laughs) Judy, what is your final piece of advice?
4: Yeah, my advice is first, look for a place that is very accessible to everything. And also, if you can find a home, of course, it's very necessary to find a place which is very safe for the family and uh, also within your budget. Buying a home shouldn't be a financial burden. Um, you have to find a, a home that you can pay Without breaking your bank, you know. So that's my piece of advice. And for sure, once you have your home, you will feel more confident to build your finances here in the U.S. and starting your your equity as they're as they need and as as the as, as they're talking about. So it's really um, a rewarding part of your journey here in the U.S.
1: Thank you. And such a rewarding part of my week, my month, my year is being able to speak with all of you about this wonderful topic. We are so thankful and happy that uh, the four of you were able to join us today. Thank you so much for your time.
4: Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.
0: Bye, everybody. If you enjoyed the episode, go ahead and hit the follow button on your podcast player and leave us a review. Kinetics USA is currently recruiting registered nurses from all over the world to work here in the USA. We offer direct hire, meaning you will be sponsored and hired directly by American healthcare facilities. If you're interested, please apply at kineticsusa.com application. That's kineticsusa.com forward slash application. Thank you for listening. Tune in next week for more incredible conversations.